Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Halloween Blues Cast. My name is Jason and it's a pleasure to have you with me again. This is episode 104. Alright, sorry about missing last week. Um, took a little impromptu hiatus. Um, I don't know, just sometimes, you know, you're just not getting enough sleep and you're you start feeling like garbage and it's like you, you dude i was there were days i was leaving work and like i felt like i was going to be falling asleep at the wheel just driving back to my house and it's like not that long of a drive it's like you know 20 30 minutes but i was just wiped out and uh i was like all right i need to uh reassess my my sleeping situation and i'm still not there yet i, I need to do more work on my sleep i'm you know getting to bed maybe at 10 30 11 but i'm staying up till like 12 or 1, you know, just laying in bed. Um, so I'm, I'm working on it. I'll figure it out eventually. My ultimate goal is to be able to get up at 5 a.m. with 7 to 8 hours of sleep. So that would require me to go to bed at like 10 or something like that. Um, and that's just unheard of for me. Like I'm used to going to bed at ridiculous hours. And then, you know, during the pandemic when I'm working from home, you know, I got used to the schedule of Oh, you know, I, I can go to bed as late as I want because I can get up at like five minutes before I have to clock in on my computer and all that kind of stuff. So like that really screwed up my mental headspace. Um, so yeah, that's something I'm still trying to get used to. Uh, anyways, so I have been watching some stuff, not a lot of horror related stuff, but I'll go ahead and recommend some things here. Uh, one, I saw the Batman. And uh, I remember seeing some like early word about it saying like, oh, this is like the superhero equivalent of uh, Seven, you know, the the Brad Pitt movie. Uh, and I can kind of see where they were going with like, because this movie is in that vein of just being like a psychological thriller a little bit. I mean, it's not like it's still a superhero movie at the end of the day. So Batman is still doing Batman stuff. But there's a lot of elements in it that are very creepy, very, um, very cop drama, very thriller esque. And, um, and like, even though you're watching Batman do, you know, be Batman, it's still kind of creepy. You know, there's still scenes where like Batman's wandering through like this abandoned building and it's unsettling because like, oh, okay. There's all these like creepy things in the building or the building is old decrepit and, and like, it's clearly like this madman has set up this building and is there traps in here? Like, is there something going to go wrong? Um, so yeah, even though, you know, it's Batman, you know, Batman's going to be fine at the end of the day. I, I think they do a really good job of just kind of amping up the, the kind of the tension of the movie and, um, and creating that, that suspense, um, that you would normally find in a movie like seven. Um, yeah, so I would highly recommend it. Um, if for whatever reason, for whatever reason you had, um, kind of apprehension about seeing Robert Pattinson as Batman, that uh, dude kills it. I think he is probably, he's up there as probably one of my favorite Batmans now. Um, yeah, like I think his voice is perfect. Like he doesn't sound like a goofball, like Christian Bale did when he was doing the Batman voice. Um, he's a little more on the, the, the emo, uh, sad boy side of things where he's kind of, you know, down and depressed, but it's only his second year of being Batman. So you can kind of see like, okay, he's focusing on being Batman. He hasn't really focused on thought about like how to be Bruce Wayne at this point. So he's like just really kind of dark and moody and in his mind about, Oh, I'm full of vengeance. I'm full of anger. 
this is what I need to figure out. I need to just crush crime. Um, so he hasn't kind of, I, he hasn't realized yet that, you know, like, oh, this other part of me is also important. Um, so yeah, I definitely big recommend on that one. Also been watching Peacemaker, which um, has turned into a, a fun alien invasion movie, which I didn't expect it to be. So if you haven't seen Peacemaker, definitely check that one out as well. And of course, Peacemaker is a spinoff of um, Suicide Squad. So that's another like superhero show um, that's doing something really kind of different with superhero mythology or you know what you expect with a superhero movie or I should say TV show. Uh, but it's really good. It's done by James Gunn. So if you like the superhero, um, if you liked the Suicide Squad movie that they did uh, last year, then this is, you know, just an excellent continuation of that. All right, the non-superhero movie that's kind of close to the realm of horror that I saw was uh, a movie on Hulu called No Exit. Uh, this came out uh, last week. Um, this is about a, uh, a young girl who is uh, currently in rehab um, for a drug addiction she's having. And uh, she gets a call that her mom is in the hospital. And, um, you know, it sounds like maybe she's not going to make it. And, you know, you need to... Her family's like, you know what? You should just stay in rehab. Don't come out here. You know, we we don't need you here. Focus on helping yourself. But of course, you know, hey, it's your mom. You want to go see your mom when it's possibly the last time you're going to go see her. So she runs out of rehab um, and she's trying to drive to, I think, Salt Lake City it is. And she comes across this mountain pass and there's a snowstorm. So she gets snowed in. So she's forced to pull off to the side and go to this rest stop where these other people have all gathered together and are all just kind of commingling and, you know, getting to know each other and all that kind of stuff. Um, so while she's sitting there waiting for the storm to pass, she decides to go out and uh, check her phone and she happens to look in one of the cars and she sees a little girl tied up and gagged in the back of the car. So the movie quickly becomes like this whole, almost like a whodunit kind of thing of, um, um, trying to figure out like whose car this is, who kidnapped the little girl, what are they doing? What are they up to? Um, and how do we get out of this situation? Um, I will say though, like the trailer presented this as a whodunit mystery of like, Oh, who was the actual perpetrator? And, you know, you think that's going to be like the, the drink, the main driving force of this, uh, movie for the whole time, <clears throat> but it actually isn't. Um, they kind of reveal right away who's responsible for, uh, what's going on which I was kind of like lit down by. I was like, Oh, I really wanted more of a, a mystery to this. Like I wanted to really be dragged along and, and teased about like, Oh, okay. Like she's trying to figure out like who actually owns this car, who's responsible for this. But it, um, no, uh, she figures it out pretty quickly. Um, that's not to say the movie doesn't have some other twists and turns and revelations later on. Um, but the main driving one is revealed pretty early. So it's more becomes like a, um, just a suspenseful thing of how does she survive this situation now, now that she knows who's behind this, how does she overcome those odds? Um, and it's a fun thriller movie. I, I really enjoyed it. I, I thought it was well executed. Uh, it looked nice. The, the action, the, the violence, the intensity, you know, it was all really well done. Um, you know, the characters were fun for what they were. Um, there was, you know, we're not talking like deep characters, but they give you enough to kind of understand who these people are and their motivations and to get, um, to draw some sympathy for them and, you know, to care about who these characters are and what they're doing. Um, 
or to understand why they're doing what they're doing. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a solid little, little thriller, um, really tightly paced in, and, uh, I think it's like an hour and a half, maybe less than two hours. It, it's a nice little movie to just kind of sit down on a, a nice afternoon. We keep saying nice. It's very nice. Um, I mean, that's what this movie is. It's nice. Like it gives you that feeling of just, I'm going to sit down on a Saturday afternoon, relax, uh, maybe have a drink or, you know, cocoa if it's cold and uh, enjoy this movie. It, it is one of those movies where you just want to sit down with it, enjoy your experience and walk away and be like, yeah, that was fun. That was okay. I'm, I am okay with this. Um, I would give this a three out of five. It, like I said, it's on Hulu. So if you have Hulu, just go check it out. Just, you know, have yourself uh, an enjoyable evening or a Sunday afternoon. All right, that is what I've been watching. Uh, let us take it on over to the news. All right, our first big news here. Um, AMC has announced that The Walking Dead is going to be getting another spinoff series. Um, so we, of course, knew about Tales of the Walking Dead, which is the um, uh, the one that's going to have like anthology-style storytelling with each episode being its own little self-contained story. Um, and then what's the one they had right now? The the New World or The Brave Frontier or something like that. I don't know. They have some new Walking Dead show that's finally, uh, finally, that's coming to an end, um, I think, this season. And then now we're going to have a brand new one called... Isle of the Dead. And this one is going to be focusing on Maggie and Negan working together. Um, according to them, Isle of the Dead sees Maggie and Negan traveling into a post-apocalyptic Manhattan long ago cut off from the mainland. The crumbling city is filled with the dead and Denzians who have made New York their own world full of anarchy, danger, beauty, and terror. Uh, this apparently will be a six-episode series, and it's going to be coming out sometime in 2023. Uh, uh, you know, if you are still into The Walking Dead, that might be exciting for you. Um, for me, like for me, I've said before that my intention is to to finish off this season and probably call it a day. If I hear good things about it, you know, it's only six episodes, so maybe if I hear good things about this, I'll check it out. But, yeah. And then we also have the uh, the Daryl and Carol uh, spinoff sh- show that's in the work as well. So, you know, we're going to have all these different types of spinoffs going out there. There's, I don't know, I haven't kept up with the um, the Rick Grimes stuff, but remember there was supposed to be movies focusing on Rick Grimes' character and how he's still alive and out there doing stuff. Uh, there were supposed to be like three movies that were going to come out. This is all before the pandemic happened. And uh, I haven't really paid attention to any of those uh, stories, so I don't know if that is actually happening still at this point. Um, but if it is, then that's another potential spinoff series that could be coming down the pipeline at some point. Yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, if there, uh, you know, obviously there is still an audience for The Walking Dead. They wouldn't be doing these spinoff shows if the audience was completely gone. So um, for those people, this is probably exciting news. And, uh, yeah, we'll see. Also kind of weird to announce these spinoff shows, right? Where it's like, okay, you're going to have, you're basically telling people like, okay, Carol, Daryl, 
Maggie and Negan are all going to be alive for spinoff shows. So when these really tense moments happen at the end of the season where you're like, oh, my God, are these characters going to live? Uh, yeah, they're going to live because they have shows in development. Oops. So you at least know those four characters are protected. Uh, everyone else is potentially going to die. And Michonne is probably going to live, right? Because she's got the uh, potential Rick movies that she can appear in. So she'll probably be fine. Um, yeah. So, you know, those characters are probably okay. What a weird direction the Walking Dead series has taken off into. All right. Earlier we were talking about the Batman. Um, and there's actually some spinoff shows in development uh, based on characters in the Batman. Um First off, there's going to be a Penguin solo series, which is going to chart his his rise to infamy. And that's going to be starring uh, Colin Farrell, so that's pretty cool. Which, in the movie, Colin Farrell's performance as the Penguin is pretty great. Like, he pretty much disappears into that role. And if no one told you it was Colin Farrell, you would, you would have no idea. Like, he is just completely hidden in the makeup and the character and all that. It's a really great performance. Um, but there's also going to be another spinoff series uh, focusing on... Gotham City Police Department. Um, and uh, speaking with the cyber nerds, Matt Reeves kind of touched upon that and said some interesting things. I'm just going to read his quote here. The GCPD thing, that story has kind of evolved. We've actually now moved more into the realm of exactly what would happen if the world of Arkham, as it relates coming off of our movie, and some of the characters, again, in their origins, it's like a horror movie or a haunted house movie that is Arkham. Again, the way that Gotham is a character in the movie, I really want Arkham to exist as a character. So that you go into this environment and encounter these characters in a way that feels really fresh. And so in our work on Gotham, that story started to evolve and it started feeling like, wait, we should really lean into this. And that's kind of where that's gone. So sounds like he wants to kind of explore the world of Arkham Asylum which is, of course, the housing facility for all of Batman's nefarious villains. And um, some works have been done on Arkham Asylum, some like you know comic book works, and uh, they have been pretty good. They've been pretty creepy, pretty horror-esque, like very deep psychological horror. Um, so if they, if they kind of touch on that a bit with this series, that could be really exciting and up our alley. But uh, we'll, we'll see how far they go with that. So this is probably the most shocking news of the week. Um, Deadline is reporting that they are making a sequel to the 2007 Will Smith movie, I Am Legend. And what's even more shocking about that is the movie will star Michael B. Jordan and Will Smith. Now, if you remember, at the end of the original theatrical version of I Am Legend, uh, Will Smith dies. Spoiler alert, sorry. You know, sorry, if you haven't seen the 2007 film by now, sorry. Um, in the original version, he dies. Uh, but then in the um, alternate director's, uh, alternate ending, whatever you want to call it, the alternate ending of the film uh, that they put out, Will Smith actually lives and he continues on his way and um, goes off to find a human colony and so on and so forth. Um, and you kind of get an ending that's closer to the original book or, uh, you know, the original intention of the book. Um, so it appears that they may be using the, making a sequel, 
based off of the alternate ending instead of the original ending, unless they're going to do some kind of like, um, you know, uh, prequel shenanigans, or they're just going to kind of gloss over for the fact of what happened and be like, Oh, somehow Will Smith survived that. And he's fine now. It's all good. Um, I, I, I don't know. Like they could easily brush it off and be like, ah, he lived. It's fine. Um, but I find it more interesting if they do base it off of the, uh, the alternate ending to build upon that and make a sequel off of that ending would be kind of interesting. I, I think that'd be really more interesting than if they just said, ah, Will Smith lived. He's back. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. That's it's really interesting to me. And the fact that, you know, you got Michael B. Jordan involved. I think he is, um, uh, an excellent actor. I like him a lot. Um, Evica Goldsman, who uh, wrote the um, uh, uh, original, or yeah, who wrote the original screenplay for um, I Am Legend, the the 2007 one, is going to be back to um, write this one as well. Uh, no word on who will be directing at this point. We just know Will Smith is starring and producing, along with uh, Michael B. Jordan starring, and that's about it. So keep an eye on that one. That could be, and that could be just, you know, a cheap sequel, but, um, potential there is, is really interesting. All right. Now last bit of news here is uh, surprising news as well. Um, but this has kind of been like, we've heard about this coming for a long while now, but, uh, now it looks like it's finally going to happen. Uh, we're going to be getting the house of the dead remake on the Nintendo switch. And uh, they finally announced the release date. It's going to be April 7th. So just in a month away. So not too far off. Um, yeah. It, it, House of the Dead is a fantastic arcade shooter. Um, I've probably dumped hundreds of dollars into it over the years. You know, I, I, whenever I go to an arcade, which is, you know, admittedly rare these past few years. Um, but when I do go to one and I see the House of the, Arta- House of the Dead arcade cabinet, I'll usually go over and put it put some coins in few food bu- <laughs> at this point actually it's probably a few bucks not not coins anymore um hey you know spend some time with house of the dead and uh, relive relive the magic uh it's just a goofy b-movie shooter um it's very fun very entertaining uh especially if you're doing with you know co-op with friends or whatever um so yeah to have this come out on the switch i think that's awesome it's definitely something i'm probably going to pick up and enjoy for myself uh according to this comes by way of bloody disgusting. Here are some of the features I'll be, uh, included with the, uh, the house of the dead remake. Um, the well-known arcade classic with modern graphics and controls true to the original gameplay, which I imagine you'll be using the, um, the little joy cons to point and shoot, uh, local two player, multiplayer, multiple endings, photo mode, achievements, armory with unlockable weapons, hordes of the undead monstrosities in a new game mode, which I'm guessing is probably going to be a horde mode since they said hordes and gallery with encountered enemies and bosses. So it just sounds like a nice little package for people who, you know, enjoyed the game. Um, unfortunately it doesn't seem like it's going to be a physical release. It looks like it's just going to be available through the eShop. Um, so it's only a digital release. Uh, hopefully someone will put out a physical copy because I definitely would want to own this physically. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty awesome. Uh, like I said, that's going to be coming out April 7th and you can pre-order starting March 31st, but you know, why would you pre-order a a digital game? You know, whatever. All right. 
that is it for this week. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. Uh, sorry for the um, kind of like bouncy schedule there. Try to get back to a regular schedule. Like my whole life is basically trying to get back to a regular schedule at some point. I'm still working on it. But in the meantime, uh, you guys have yourself a great week. And I will see you on the other side. Bye.